but it was fetid, unmoving, hot. Outside, above his head now, the hospital tarmac would be cooling in the dusk. Here, the heat went on, defying the sunset. Darren hitched up his jeans with one hand and walked faster. It wasn't a bad job, as summer jobs went. Usually, all he had to do was take the clinical waste to the chute at the end of the ward, punch the code into the metal tag, and fill the metal drawer before sending it on its way down to level one, where the tug drivers collected it and ran it out to the incinerator. Those bags were full of things he tried not to imagine. Dressings, bloodied, stained, and tissue, perhaps, discarded by the surgeon. Organs, cancers, fluids in sealed plastic bottles but sometimes they sent him on foot. The yellow bag would be too big, an odd shape, and they didn't want any breakages in the chute system because then they'd have to have it deep-cleaned. Or the yellow bag would have that little sign on it, the three-cornered trefoil, the radiation symbol. Or the chemotherapy warning label. So those bags he'd have to take down to level one himself. And at weekends, when they pushed through the private patients, There'd be hardly any tugs working, so they'd send him on foot then as well, because the last thing they wanted was a backlog, not in this heat. He felt the heft of the yellow bag and tried to swing it, but the laugh he'd planned caught in his throat. At last, Junction 57. A door, a radiation sign, a danger sign, and authorised personnel only. He took the steps two at a time and burst through a pair of swing doors marked Incinerator Room. It was like crossing the threshold into a kind of hell. The sudden, brutal heat, the shearing scream of the furnace. But most of all, the air, heavy with the fine white ash and the heated fumes making everything buckle like a mirage. Darren tried to take a breath and gagged on the grit in the air. The room was the size of a school gym, the belly of Jonah's whale, the ceiling a mass of pipes, gantries and extractors. The floor was concrete, the walls metal, windowless, held together by patterns of rivets. Half the floor space was taken up with the wagons the tugs dragged in from the hospital, each one full of yellow bags. Some came out of an industrial lift in one corner, but most came in through a tunnel which led in from the goods yard. The tugs could be tipped by a lever so that they spilt their waste onto a short conveyor belt which led across the room to the furnace itself, a dark metal mouth, a dim glow of fire just visible within, like a dragon's breath. Above him, unseen, Darren knew there were several more floors of the incinerator building, smaller than this room, but rising up to house the various stages of the furnace, the cooling ducts, the filters, until at last, two hundred feet over the hospital itself, the incinerator chimney trickled a cloud into what he imagined to be an otherwise cloudless evening sky. The polluted air made his skin creep, as if he'd walked into a spider's web. Below him, around him, the furnace rumbled, as if he were part of the machine. And the heat was like a duvet, 
crowding out the last breath of cool air, sucking out his energy. Emergency lights here, too, running on the hospital generator, which had kept the furnace working. But oddly, while the conveyor belt was running, it was empty of yellow bags, and unsupervised. Bry! he shouted. The ash got into his mouth right away, and he had to lick his lips, tasting the carbon. Someone on his first day had given him a mask to wear in the incinerator room, but he'd never bothered. A klaxon sounded, making his ears hurt. Brian Judd, Bry, had always been here on the late day shift, two until nine, watching the conveyor belt shuffle the piles of yellow bags towards the furnace doors, his pudgy fingers running over the dials on the control panel, sorting the bags, working alone. Darren didn't know why he liked him, especially as he always seemed...